You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the Hot Take Hot Box. That's right, two guys talking Philly sports for all of your listening and viewing pleasure, even though if you're viewing this on YouTube, our faces are not there. They will be soon. We are working. We are working on the technology right now. I have all my people, which is just me, working on that right now. So, uh, like I said, Hot Take Hot Box. My name is Matt We are here to talk about some Eagles and some Phillies and some Sixers and things of that nature. I am joined by Ty Capone, as always. The soul. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about the soul. We're probably not going to talk about them. But, Ty, how are you feeling today? Uh, I just talked I just talked to you about MMA, so I know you're feeling good. So how uh, how do we feel? I, I guess we should just jump right into it. How do you feel about the Eagles heading into the bye week, 8-1 and one after a big win against the Dallas Cowboys? I'm feeling good. Uh, I was I was nervous all game. I was I kept saying, the season's over. We lost. And I'm like, nope, we're winning it all. So, um uh, very back and forth. I had a managerial shift at work on wow. Sunday. Ended at four four thirty. Yeah, I was I was walking around like, yeah, this is my hoe. People are, are coming into the bar and like, hey, we're, what other games are on? Because it's the Bucks game, and uh, we we pretty much put the Bucks game on every TV. Uh, we also do crab legs for the entire free all you can eat crab legs for the entirety of Bucks games. Wow! So I have to put them. I have to pretty much put them on every TV. There's two TVs that I had. Open. There was a Patriots Commanders because uh, this this guy didn't see the game on any left. Shout out to the dog smoke. in the background, though. I can hear the yeah. dog. What, what's he's going just, on? He's, he's got to take a leak or something. Yeah, no, he misses. He might have to go to the bathroom. I'll take him out after this. He misses his mom, I think. But this guy had a smoking hot girl for him. Like, wait, no, you guys should stay. I'll put the Patriots game on over here in the corner, and they end up staying for like five hours, spend a bunch of money. I was like, fuck yeah, there we go. And then <clears throat> there was a big party, and some lady asked for the Packers game. Put that on. She had a fucking great time. These people come in like, yo, where's this game? Put on Red Zone. I'm like, no, no, we're not doing that here. I'm in charge. Fuck off. And they left. So, <laughs> yeah. The Red Zone, the problem is Red Zone's ahead of games, um, especially with the, the version of Red Zone we have. It's not, it's not even Scott Hansen. It's whatever the fuck. The dude uh, with Mr. the big Graziano, ears. Mr. Graziano. Or uh, no, Cicliano. Yeah. Um, or something. something yeah, Andrew Cicliano. Yeah, my dad always used to be like, yo, look at those fucking ears. I'm like, those dad, ears calm down. Unbelievable, bro. They are unbelievable. He is good at what he does, but goddamn. Uh, I know he, he probably hears us talking. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, I and then I got done at 4.30, so I sat down, had a couple natty lights, had some wings, was watching the game, and it was a very back-and-forth affair. Another game where people are saying, oh, look at the Eagles getting every call and getting the no calls and getting lucky. Please spare me. Uh, that's been the Chiefs game. Every Chiefs game in the last like six years. So, yeah. and every every Patriots game of their Bill Belichick, Tom Brady tenure. I don't want to hear it. I will take all the luck because referees, especially in Dallas, Dallas gets every fucking call in Jerry World. Every call. So I am not going to apologize for a couple missed calls at all. It was also ten ten, um, by the way, penalties. So yeah, exactly. So you know, we we even with that, they didn't play. Their best game. I mean, they got pretty much most of, if not all, they could get from Dak. But other guys kind of let him down. Uh, the right tackle, specifically. And um, yeah, yeah, I, I I feel really good 
I, I feel good. I'm not going to say really good. But I guess I will say really good. I feel really good about the Eagles going into the bye. We need some. We need to get healthy. Um, it already we already lost a linebacker. Nickobe Dean's out again, hurt again. Breaking news: list Frank injury, which I thought he already had right last year. Is it like broken? Is it like he's not uh, like done for the year kind of thing? Or I I, I didn't so it, see. I saw the seems, the alert, but it I looks like see. a sprain. Okay. So it's a list Frank sprain, and it, but he's going to that. IR. Yeah. So the fact that he can go, to, the fact that he's on IR is probably bad, bad enough. I mean, we won't have him for the Chiefs game. We won't have him for the Bills game. Uh, when are we going to get him back? Is what I want to know. Wait, let me take a look I at mean, this I, one. I'll be honest. It's not the end of the world. He's not really played that well. It's not like a huge loss for the Eagles. Yeah. So, I mean, at least we'll get him back at the end of the year. So it'll definitely be like a, a, a nice boost, right? Because I think Nick Morrow and Zach Cunningham have both been solid. Our highest uh, graded player on defense from this game per pro, per pro football focus was Brandon Graham. Uh, yeah. And I noticed he was everywhere. He didn't play. He only played 18 snaps, but three pressures, two sacks. He played well. Reed Blankenship played great, other than the t- touchdown he gave up. Yep. And uh, honestly, same with Darius Slay. I feel like he gave up some. They, they were thrown at him a little bit, but he, he, he listen. He was not doing what James Bradbury was doing, and that, James Bradbury was getting his ass fried. So, and then Zach Cunningham was right after that. He had a really good grade. His run defense, his tackling, his coverage grades have all been solid. Um, in, in previous years, when Cunningham was uh, you know leading the league in tackles for the Texans, he was pretty much also leading the league among linebackers and targets against receiving yards given up. They were just throwing against him because they knew they could. Now I think you know he's he's with a much 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 better team. He's got some help in front of him, next to him, behind him. So you're not seeing him as in coverage as much. But even in coverage, I think he he was on Tony Pollard a little bit, and Tony Pollard didn't get going in the past game. I think. Let's see. Was it? No. Who was? It was the safety. Yeah. Yeah. It was Blankenship. He gave up two catches for four yards total. Um, I guess he was responsible for the touchdown. And then, yeah, they just did a good job all in all on Tony Pollard. Now on CeeDee Lamb, not so much. Uh, that's where we kind of had some issues. Um, three players of note that I <laughs> w- wish to see less of was Sidney Brown, James Bradbury, Eli Ricks, most notably. I don't think Eli Ricks should ever be on CeeDee Lamb ever if it's yeah. man coverage. Ever. I don't care what I don't care what what the circumstances are. They put him in motion, they did this. There's a fucking guy on the field with is he's naked. There's a street. I don't care. They, he should not be on him ever. That just shouldn't happen. Cause we know what's going to happen as soon as we see that Jalen Carter. Also, I didn't notice anything from him. I saw a, um, somebody was talking about how well Tyler Smith played for the Cowboys. Another draft pick that everybody laughed at. And he turns out to be a fucking all pro. Um, he pretty much dominated Jalen Carter all game. So that sucked. J- Jordan Davis didn't see anything from him again. And then he got hurt again. But all in all, I think our top guys on defense, Blankenship, Graham, Reddick, Cunningham, Slay, they all played well. Fletcher Cox even played well. He had a couple of pressures. Uh, Josh Sweat had like six pressures, five hurries. Um, they all played they, they play great. Honestly, we, we uh, second, third quarter, second half in general, we, we limited Dallas. We got a little bit of luck, a little bit lucky, right? Stopping him at the one yep. half inch yard line. And then Dak stepping out in the two point of conversion, but we'll take that, man. That's you know that that's that's what a good defense does. They get stops when you need them, and you know they, they play pretty well over there. You know Demarcus Lawrence, uh, Micah Parsons, Stephon Gilmore. Their top guys played well too, but um, we're just we better. we got the stops. We, yeah, we're just better. We got the stops we needed. Our quarterback is better. 
Our coaching is better. Um, pretty much our entire uh, team is better. Now, on offense, I did notice it, it seems like it's been a while since DeAndre Swift has really, uh, I don't know, done anything. Um, and then we lost Dallas Goddard. I see a lot of people saying there was a dirty hit, a dirty tackle, but the more I look at it, I'm like, well, he, you know, I'm not blaming Dallas Goddard for getting for getting himself hurt. He threw a stiff arm, and then the guy grabbed the arm that was extended, and then took him down with it. Took yeah. him down. I, I don't think he, the guy, you know, was like, "Fuck this! I'm going to rip your arm out of its socket." I think it just is a football play. You know, when you when you throw a stiff arm, you're kind of uh, you might get hurt. So that sucks. That sucks a lot. I hope it. I don't know how long he's out. I don't know if you saw anything. It but, looks like four weeks. That's what I saw. The rap report say something right. along those that lines. Sucks. But yeah, listen. It is what it is. It's uh, it's unfortunate, but I mean, I, we we got. Re- I think we got really lucky because there was a lot of different guys who went out for little portions of this game or like yep. close calls. I mean, Jalen being the number one, that was. I was so like when I saw the replay of that, his knee kind of like buckling when Demarcus Lawrence kind of like went low. I don't think on purpose. Again, I don't think it was like a right. intentional. Still, can't thing, do that. But no, yeah, it should have been a penalty. Absolutely, it, it should have been because they they call that all the time. I don't care, it, like you said, whether it was intentional or not. They call that shit all the time. Uh, we don't protect my quarterbacks, Jalen. No. I don't know. Very different. I don't know if you saw the LSU Alabama game. Jaden Daniels got absolutely got killed, speared in the head by another man's head, and they didn't even review the play for targeting. They review everything for targeting. They said, "No, we're not going to review that." Absolutely abysmal. And then he got he was in the uh, concussion protocol in the medical tent for like 20 minutes. His mom had to come down from the stands and sit in there with him. And the refs were like, "Yeah, that's not targeting." Even though they'll call targeting for any other hit. I'm sorry, all the time. Just had to throw that out there. No, you're right though. Uh, Darius Slay had the shoulder situation at yep. one point. Bradbury was was hurt grabbing a, a knee of some sort. Uh, oh he, man, Bradbury pass interference. Yeah, Bradbury has looked horrible this year. Uh, I I don't know whether if it was just. Got his money and he kind of is cool and, and he's just he's uh, I don't not really worried I don't know what it is or if he's just getting old like I know cornerbacks do tend to hit a wall at a certain point but it seems like they are picking on him a lot and Darius Slay has had rough patches but overall you still can tell he still has that solid yeah like that solid he's still a good cornerback in this league uh, you know Goddard like you said got we lose Goddard for a uh, extended period of time which is not good but I think. The Eagles are going to be able to uh, outlast or survive through this. I mean, listen, they are 8-1. and one. If we would have told you going into the bye that they'd be 8-1, and one, everybody would have taken that. And they should be 9-0 and oh because they really just gave away that Jets game. So, uh, Absolutely. Like I had a lady at the bar last night argue with me that we lost to the Commanders two weeks ago. She kept telling me that we lost the game. We lost the ga- that game. Like, I was like, lady... What do you, lady? I watch all what? of them. Like, it's like I, there's no really no conversation here. We did not lose. I think game. I would know if the Eagles won or lost a game. That seems like the most important detail to, to remember. And she's like, "Nope." I promise you. I'm like, "Do you want me to look it up, or are you going to look it up?" Somebody has to look this up because you are. Yeah, someone show she, it on her phone. <laughs> and then she stopped talking completely. So you know, CD Lamb 11 catches 191 yards. Not exactly acceptable, but uh, we only gave up 23 points. So you know, and us. Giving them the ball with about 45 seconds, 48 seconds left, and then being Ugh. able to get it down to the five-yard line with 20 seconds left Terrifying. was horrible. A pass interference, a roughing the passer, which a roughing the passer was bad, but you can't put yourself in that situation. Uh, nope. few things I will point out that I'd like to see more uh, more improvement. Uh, listen, uh, let me just also say, uh, 
keep talking about the good for a second. Jalen Hurts is awesome. I know that the stat line won't reveal that he had this incredible game or whatever with a 207 yards, but that absolute dot to Devontae, he had a couple dots to Devontae in this game that were just pure pocket, just elite shit that you you know we could never have imagined two three years ago seeing from him in the at the NFL level he just shows you that he is worth the money and he is as important to any uh, as anyone else is to this team I, I mean probably the most important thing even though his legs aren't exactly underneath of him and he's not you know not 100% healthy he's still him and he is still that guy that is a huge difference maker the Eagles would be lost without him uh AJ Brown had a good game you know, like I said, Devontae Smith had a, a pretty good game. Dallas Goddard. It wasn't exactly a, an offensive explosion from the Eagles, but you know, yeah. played well. Who? My guy, Kenny Kenny G. He Ken, played really well. Kenny G. Did play well, and uh, I just would like to see the run game get more active. Man, we're really not getting the ru- the rushing yards like we were last year, and I know a lot of that has to do with the fact that Jalen isn't running, and he's not exactly the same rushing threat that he was last year, but. Still, I mean, we still have one of the best offensive lines in the league, and it's pretty much healthy. So I, I don't see why we shouldn't be, you know, being able to create more yardage or just getting DeAndre Swift going. I mean, 18 carries for 43 yards is just not acceptable. It's, you know, 2, 2.4 yards. I don't know if it's him or, you know, when Gamewell was running, he had the average 7.3 only on three carries, but I don't know. You even saw a little bit of Rashad Penny in this game, which is a kind of a shocker, yeah. but... All in all, you can't be too upset. The Eagles are eight and one. They that that was an all time Eagle Eagle Cowboy game too. It, it's it came down to the very end to to the wire, threw the ball to CD on the on the you know got to the goal line and kind of just came up short. It was just that close. If Dak Prescott gets that two point conversion, they probably kick a field goal and Dallas probably wins in overtime because they were just the momentum had really shifted. We were up twenty eight seventeen and it seemed like we just kind of uh, pulled the e-brake and we're just kind of like parking the bus in front of the goalie, uh, you know, to bring up a soccer reference. But it, it's, it, I didn't like the way we kind of just, you know, I like kind of just gave three, up. Three, three and outs. Yeah. Like it, we weren't able to do, really ice the game like we usually are and just kind of move the ball, especially on the ground. That's, that's the big concern I have is just that the ground game is not as effective as it has been in recent years. So maybe, you know, the, the bye week couldn't have come at a more perfect time. You know, Jalen needs it. It'll give Dallas Goddard, a, you know, a week to kind of get that forearm. Uh, I think he fractured his forearm. He got surgery on it. So they're, they're saying four. I'd imagine it's probably four to six week injury. And, Maybe come out with that uh, bionic arm like Gronk did. I think that's that's literally what I was saying when I was watching the game. I'm like, it's, you know, it, it's not an end of the world thing. It's just kind of a, you know, he's going to be out for a little bit. And he'll be back for the playoffs, I think, is the most important thing because, I mean, this stretch is going to be tough, but uh, I think we are. We're the Philadelphia Eagles. We're eight and one. We, I, I believe in this team. It's just that simple. And I think the bye week is going to be huge, though. Yeah, I will say uh, I'm very worried about what we do at tight end because Calcaterra's concussed again for like thirtieth time. Um, even when he plays, he you know doesn't really do anything. Jack Stoll, anytime he plays, <clears throat> um, I don't really notice him out there. But PFF does not grade him well ever. Uh, you know, just a lot of red and orange and, and yellow in his grade. So, and he usually plays twenty-ish snaps a game. So, if he's gonna have to play any more, that's gonna suck. Alberto, we only saw him for six snaps, so we don't know what we really have with him. A lot of people are saying, let's move Julio to tight end. 
I don't know if that's really as easy as it seems. Uh, you know, he's older and he's a receiver. Uh, now you're making him an inline blocker at tight end. I don't think that's probably smart, but yeah. you're probably going to see more of him in any way. Like in, uh, also, he's probably wide receiver four behind Alamade, Alamade Zacchaeus. So just just want people to you know temper their expectations with Julio Jones. I know we have him and all, but <laughs> yeah, that's not the same Julio. Um, so I don't know what we're going to do at tight end, and um, I don't know what we're going to do at right guard because Sue Opeta comes in and he gets smoked. We take him out. We bring in Tyler Steen for this week, and he gets smoked even more. So um, that's an issue. Did jump on that fumble, uh, though. Yeah, that was big. That was huge. Um, the, also, so when does – um is, is Juergens out for a while? or is he, like, he's yeah, probably be- I, I was thinking the same thing when I was watching this game. I'm like, where? what is wrong with Cam Juergens? Like, it's, is he ever yeah. going to play again? Is he – Also, it would be nice to have one bench O-lineman who was you know, somewhat okay, decent, average. But we don't have any of them. I, our O-line depth has pretty much gone away. And I'll, one note about our run blocking, it seems like most of our guys grade out, at least this week, graded out poorly in the run block. Jason Kelsey, 92.6 elite. Lane Johnson, 68.4. Take that. And then everybody else was in the 50s, 40s. Jordan Mailata did not have a good game at all. Um, he has not looked good, dude. I, I don't yeah. – I mean – He hasn't really uh, – you know, his play has, hasn't been where it should be. All in all this year, it's been – you know, in general, solid, but he's had a couple games. The first game of the year against New England, he, he had a couple penalties. Uh, this week against Dallas, he, he struggled with Demarcus Lawrence. He struggled with Sam Williams. Um, he was struggling in general. And then, the yeah, I don't know if how much is our run blocking scheme or you know, a lot of the OC or – I don't know. I don't know. There's definitely some, some um, deep-rooted issues on the offense. But, again, pretty deep, right, when you have A.J. Brown, uh, Devontae Smith, Hurts, Goddard. Most of these guys aren't even healthy, but it doesn't matter. We're still balling. Jason Kelsey's anchoring this O-line at center. It's crazy. Hopefully we can get one more year out of him uh, after this year. Lane's still playing good, so I don't have too many issues on offense. I, I don't know. Some of the same issues on defense with our just our pass defense in general. Not necessarily just our corners, but our pass defense, you know, the middle of the field. Uh, our other safeties, like Kevin Byard, uh, you know, I, I know it's going to take a while for him to, uh, you know, Get into form, but three catches on three targets for 71 yards, not great. Um, his tackling grade in general has always been good, and with us it has, so he's not missing tackles. That's fine. I'm, I'm good with that, but um, it seems like one corner and one safety each game play well, and then the rest kind of get exposed. So I would like for our secondary to kind of put together a full uh, full game uh, you know, consistently, and, and um, yeah, hopefully Morrow and Cunningham can carry the linebackers, but yeah, some shakiness, but we're eight one. Jalen Hurts is probably right there in the MVP conversation. I think he should be right there with Mahomes. If you if you look at their numbers, all in all, he should definitely be right there with him. Uh, Lamar Jackson should probably get more consideration. I don't know if he already is or not, but he's just carrying that team. Joe Burrow also, um, and maybe even AJ Brown. Honestly, he might end the year as the the leading receiving guy in the NFL, even with Tyree Hill having those crazy games that he had. So. Yeah, there's a lot to look forward to. I'm glad we have a bye, get some guys healthy, hopefully Jalen. I don't know if you saw a video somebody tweeted. I think it was a doctor. He tweeted about Jalen's uh, ability to survive that hit and not get a bad injury because of how strong he is in his lower body, mainly with his hips. Yeah. I guess his hip flexibility, you know, when he gets hurt, like hit like that, he can kind of like 
uh, I, I don't know, some kind of and medical kind, scientific can kind of withstand a hit like that. If he was la- like which is less, nuts. His, his shit would have just exploded down low. So, which is fucking crazy. So, yeah. shout out to Jalen Hurts for squatting. I got to get in the gym today and do some squats. To, uh, just you know, motivation, in honor. but yeah, in honor. You know, my, my squat routine. I can squat about five pounds, maybe <laughs> maybe six. Meanwhile, he's doing six hundred. So, um, yeah, all in all, nothing really to. Uh, no, no, no deep worries. Again, maybe one of the cornerback spots, but I think, I, I think as the season goes on, I think Bayard, Blankenship, Slay, and Bradbury, they, sh- they should be able to figure it out. You know, as, as a unit. So off the bye, we'll have the Chiefs, which you're going to be in attendance for. Uh, yes, sir. Chiefs. We're going into KC on Monday night, and then we come back home. We have the Bills and the 49ers in back-to-back weeks. So it's going to be. Oh. The beginning of that little gauntlet that we have. Then we go then the down to Dallas, and then we head to Seattle. So oh. that's going to be a little bit of a rough, rough patch. But then you finish the game with three, which you know seemingly should be auto wins in the three Giants, playoffs. Cardinals, and Giants. So that is the good thing. You know, the Seahawks. I think you can get them in Seattle. I think we can beat the 49ers, and I think we can beat the Bills at home. So now the yeah. Chiefs game is going to be tough, just because, like you said, they get every single call, especially at Arrowhead. I'm sure Taylor Swift will be in the building, so it'll be it'll be rough. I don't know. But she's on tour. She is on tour, so she's a I will busy. say, I, I would be it would be the end of the world if we went three and two in that five game stretch, or two and two in the four game stretch. But other than you know, one or two losses this year for the rest of the schedule, hopefully is it. You know, we lose the Chiefs, maybe fine. Well, I'll, I'll be there, so please do not lose. But uh, if you lose to the Bills, Niners, Chiefs, or in Dallas, I, honestly, I'm okay with. I'm okay with that. Even if you lose in Seattle coming off of a Dallas game, which who knows how that's going to go. Like, you know, if we lose at Seattle right before we have those three layups, it is what it is. You know, I, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to panic, but if we lose any more than two or three, yeah, it'll be, it'll be an issue, but what a fucking tough gauntlet, man. It doesn't matter who you are, man. If you play in this league against these teams week and week and week, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. So, I am just really glad that we had this bye week to kind of reset ourselves to get ourselves ready. I hope the OC kind of, you know, Brian Johnson and them figure it out on that side of the ball and let's, you yeah, know, please. get that a little bit more uh, chemistry with the defense and kind of getting the secondary to play consecutive games together. Cam Jurgens did come back to practice a week ago, so I assume Hell by yeah. the time they we'll roll back around, week. he'll be ready to go. Yeah, so Fuck yeah. maybe things are looking up. Maybe things are looking up for the health of the team. The team is just looking up in general being 8-1. I don't want to act like, you know. But it's not really about the record as much as it is. We know what it takes to kind of get to the Super Bowl having been there last year. And, you know, we won it just, you know, about five, six years ago. So we're, we're just more focused on getting ourselves into January and kind of dominating January. So... There yeah. is that. Like I'm not worried about the record. Like I, I'm one of the. I'm a big dooms doomsday guy. Yeah. Um. But I, I think I'm back to earth now. And yeah, like you said, I'm not really worried about the record. You know, there's some Eagles fans that say we're the best ever. Nobody's gonna beat us. Like let's let's relax. You know, our wins have been sketchy. Um, our loss was bad. But look. At, also, I'm seeing like on the flip side, I'm seeing like a lot of power rankings, which I don't care about. But you know, they have a sixth, seventh, fifth. I'm like, what? What's like? BPI, which is the most garbage stat ever made, power in anything that says power index, garbage, absolute utter garbage. I remember one year I think Alabama won it all in one of their best seasons ever, and they at the end of the year the the football power index had them second or third. Even at the end of the year, I'm like, okay, so that, 
What, what even does the stat do? Do the games obviously matter? You know, like that's what yeah. <laughs> what are we even doing at this point? So I saw us not even in the top three. I think that's hilarious. I think if we played the Bengals, we would give their O line absolute hell. Um, I think we would give their secondary absolute hell. Um, I think really the best team that matches up with us is either Dallas or Kansas City. Yeah. And uh, I, I do like the Bills. The thing with the Bills, they always play up and play down to the level of competition, so it's kind of hard to really get a gauge of them. But I think if you shut down Stephon Diggs, their offense is kind of strong. I, I do love Josh Allen. I do love Josh Allen. But I do think uh, he, he does get a little sporadic back there. You know, if Diggs is crying and not getting the ball, you know, he can force it to Gabe Davis, who, you know, is not catching the ball. I do love James Cook, but – uh, I think that's a team we could shut down. I'm not con- concerned with their defense. I'm not really, I don't want to say not worried about them, but they're in the AFC. I don't think they're making it to the Super Bowl anyway. So, um, yeah, yeah, I, I like where we're sitting. I like what we're doing. I like that we're in a bye and, uh, you know, get healthy and let's, let's, let's get a win in Arrowhead. Let's fucking do it while I'm there. Let's fucking go. That Niners game is going to be fucking electric, by the way, too. Yeah. I, I is that like, Sunday night? Yeah. No, uh, no, it's a Sunday afternoon. Sunday afternoon, four twenty-five. Right. So we're getting a I lot like a, of. These I like a nice four twenty-five game. Yeah, that the Dallas is a Sunday nighter. I'm pretty sure. Oh wow, uh, we don't play at one for the rest of the year except the Cardinals game and maybe the last Giants game. So yeah, and that's on uh, New Year's Eve. Monday night. Yeah, uh, we play. Oh, we play them on play Christmas uh, the and Cardinals. New Year's okay. Eve. That's wild. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, any, I, I mean, we kind of just talked about the uh, around the league anyway, so we, you know, we don't really have to do uh, all that much. But how about our Philadelphia 76ers, Ty, who have been who have jumped out to a like I, I guess not enormously surprising, but somewhat surprising five and one. They haven't played, you know, the greatest competition in the world. But hey, you can only play who's in front of you, and they beat the Suns, who you know weren't weren't exactly healthy. Hung 146 up on the uh, Wizards the other night. They've beaten the Raptors, it seems, 16 times. And, uh, you know, they, they're just taking care of business against whoever has really been in front of them. And Joel Embiid, I mean, he hung a 48 spot up on the Wizards the other night. He has been elite. The uh, Tyrese Maxey has been much more than much better than we even expected you know he's you know not averaging double digit assists but he has hit double digit assists a few times now the already this season and i mean tobias harris it seems like has been unlocked by nick nurse they it just seems like the offense and the team itself is playing so much more free than it has in recent memory and it's just a uh a joy to watch, and it's kind of just and and I mean even guys like Kelly Oubre, who, who I, I really it just seems like a he's a walking bucket, man. It, it's it's really been um, shocking to me because I was so you know we talked about this. I was out on the Sixers. I didn't want to watch them anymore. They'd broken my heart too many times. It's, you know, same old shit, just a different year. Why would I even bother? Why do I even care? But. Now here I am, not even midway through November, and I'm like, damn, like I, like not that I think they're going to win the championship, but I enjoy watching them. Yeah, I mean, honestly, so far this year, I've, I've, you know, in the little bit I've watched, I'm like, damn, I'm not, you know, there, there isn't quarters where we're scoring uh, five points over ten minutes, right? Yeah, you know, Embiid isn't doing any kind of disappearing act. Embiid's averaging 33, 11, and six with two blocks, and his assist to turnover ratio is almost two to one. It's fucking crazy. 53, 43, uh, 83 from the are his shooting splits. I mean, how much more could you ask from the big man, right? He's playing his ass off. And even the other day, he didn't shoot well from three. But 
on the year, again, so far six games, he's shooting 43%, Maxi 44, Tobias 40, Kelly Oubre 42, that, De'Anthony Melton 37 also. And uh, even the other day in his first game, Nick Batum fucking pulling that bitch from yeah. deep. So if he, can, if he can do that just a little bit, that's all I need, him to do that a little bit. Um, we're cooking. We're cooking with some sauce, baby. Robert Covington, Marcus Morris making their debuts for this season the other day. Patrick Hello. Beverly. Hello. Patrick Beverly is not going to do, uh, you know, much scoring, right? But he's going to he's going to get some rebounds. He's going to get some assists. He's going to get some steals. He's going to fire the crowd up. He's going to foul you. He's definitely going to get some fouls in there, right? Oh he's yeah. Get his. Um, and he's going to pump the crowd up. He's going to get the second, uh, you know, the, the backups. He's going to get that group going just to you know give him some confidence and whatnot and. I kind of like what he gives us, right? He can give us kind of like well, P.J. Tucker. There's the stories of him like getting Joel to do conditioning workouts and stuff. And people are like, dude, like you're I, I can't believe you're able to like he never does this shit. Like, yeah. and he's just kind of like, yo, come on, let's do this. Yo, come on, let's do that. And he's like, Joel needs a guy who can kind of push him like that, who will, you know, not who he kind of respects. And I'm sure you can't not respect Pat Bev because Pat Bev has scratch and clawed to get where he is in this league and he yeah. is they've already said like Tobias came out after the fourth game I think and was like dude he's already like he's basically the heart of the team already and it's good to see that it. they have a guy like like we've said I mean he's not going to change the world uh you know on the court he's not the great you know he's not he's not gonna be Michael Jordan out there but we, we don't need that guy we have Embiid we have Maxi. we have all these other guys we need a little bit of grit. We need a, and guys who are going to get grit out of our stars. And it's it seems like Pat Bev has done that. I was hey, I was shout out, I was at the Barstool Bar the other night, and I saw Pat Bev apparently was down downstairs in the uh, in the club area. Yeah, he has Rolls Royce right. parked outside. I was like, God damn! Man. And I was leaving. <laughs> hey, I was like, you, Yo, man. whose Flex fucking on. car is this, dude? And he was like, Yeah, that's Pat Bev's. I'm like, What? I'm like, who the, I would have gone down there and shook his hand. Thank you, thank you, Mister Bev. Yeah. We've um, our return on investment on Pat Bev and Ubre has been very high to start the year. We didn't throw much money at them at all. I think both got the vet minimum, right? So uh, Ubre averaging eighteen and four, uh, you know, a half of assist. He's not passing that ball, but he is going to shoot. If he's going to shoot forty percent, or you know, he's not going to. If he's going to shoot in the high thirties, listen, you take that all day. If he can give you fifteen to twenty points a game, absolutely. So. Uh, and also, John Liska, one of the most notorious Tobias Harris haters, has been like, yo, he looks like he's having fun. Like, he's balling. He's doing Dude. his fucking thing. Yeah. Uh, shooting 63% from the field. Fucking love it. Keep going, Tobias. Uh, I know he's been hated in Philly, but he's also been loved. It's a very back-and-forth affair. You know, everyone's mad at the contract that he didn't offer himself. Remember, we somebody else offered it to him, so you can't say no, right? What an idiot that would be. Um, and like we said, Tyrese Maxey shooting a nice his, – his shooting splits too, 50 44, 93, 50, 40, 90. Come on, give me a break. So big game tonight. I mean, this might end our season between me and you. We might go doom and gloom uh, yeah. if they lose. So, <laughs> yeah. but you know, the Celtics have been, um, Celtics, Celtics have been shaky. Yeah, I know they're five and one, just like us. They have a great offense, but I think, um, was it the other day against Minnesota, right? They kind of imploded, um, in the fourth quarter. And also, you know, who else imploded in the fourth quarter, the new look Clippers. Yeah. So that was fun to see. Uh, James Harden, I think surprisingly, actually played well in his first game, but we don't care. Fuck him. Uh, I, I will also point out that Joel is averaging two more assisted game than he was last year. I know it's early on, but that I have noticed that in his game that it, yep. it seems like that has been the uh, one of the improvements. But it's also easier when you don't have you know you have a little bit more time with the ball in your hand. Not that he wasn't yeah. already being fed the ball, but. 
the offense last year, you all, anyone who watched every game knew that it was so stagnant. It had no ingenuity and no creativity whatsoever. It was, my name is James Harden. I am a system, and I am going to dribble the clock Players. out and do my crossovers for 15 minutes before I throw the ball to Joel Embiid with five seconds on the shot clock, and we will all be mad at him when he jacks up a 30-foot three because it's yeah. totally his fault, but it's not. But, uh, yeah, I, I will say that Tobias Harris it has been a huge uh, just – like I guess feather in the cap or just a positive man. It, it no one really expected this kind of play from him. And like you said, he's shooting what sixty three. I think you said percent from the field. Crazy. Or, that's insane. And, and you're getting good play from DeAnthony Melton. You're getting some quality minutes from Paul Reed, which you know you know you're not expecting a lot from these guys, but that's all you need is a little bit. And maybe you get a little bit from a Nick Batum. Like, Nick Batum, I thought he was going to retire. It, it sounded like he was, like, <laughs> like his wife was uh, having a mental breakdown about being here in Philadelphia or playing for the Sixers. She, you know, probably liked life in L.A., which I don't blame her. You know, uh, she's probably yeah, like, why the fuck do we have I to go to Philly? That. But, yeah. hey, it's not that bad here. Uh, it's, you know, it's not that bad. I don't blame you. Uh, Rocco, you know, Marcus Morris, maybe as the more time goes on, we work them into the lineup, but... And there's also the you know the possibility that they could flip those picks and flip some of these guys that they have for you know a Zach Levine uh, a guy or you know because that's I saw Bobby Marks uh, which you know he's I don't know why we listen to him but uh, he he apparently is the you know expert GM kind of guy uh, for the for the I guess what's that ESPN but he was saying we get a Zach Levine and something else and I saw Kendrick Perkins saying we should look into. Uh, Jimmy Butler, you know, maybe maybe we make a trade for Jimmy <laughs> right. Butler, get him back. But like, all right, I'm good on Jimmy Butler. I, I, hey, I'll Forever. take him. I will take him. I would uh, love Zach Levine, but uh, worry about our defense on that one. I, I well, yeah, that, that it wouldn't be the greatest, but I just want somebody that could kind of help us. Now, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's just kind of. I don't think that they would actually be able to get. Uh, Jimmy Butler in a trade. I don't think Miami would want to trade him, but yeah. specifically. But th- I mean, there's got to be at some point, especially the farther we get into the season, there's got to be somebody that becomes available that could yeah. help us. And we, I, I've talked about Donovan Mitchell in the past. I, I've already said I'm not really in love with the idea of getting him as much as I was in the past. But hey, hey guess it, who's leading the league in scoring? Tied with Embiid. Donovan Mitchell. Exactly. So like, <laughs> it, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to pick up a guy like him. It's there's a, a he I don't know a, a, there's so many possibilities and I, I we're back to feeling good about the Sixers and I think that's the main thing that you need to take from this and the important thing that we need to remind people when we talk about the Sixers is, is that things are good things are way better than they have been. Yeah, me and you, we've really come a long way in the last uh, you know week. Um, also, really trade James uh, Harden is like that. That was that, that did a lot. That invigorated the entire city. It seemed like. Uh, if you're on Ben Simmons' watch, he's averaging six and a half points a game this year, eight rebounds, 11 assists. I'm sorry, 11 rebounds, seven assists. Um, and he's shooting 53% from the field and has not attempted a three. I, I wanted, I really am kind of interested. Like now that he's been gone a couple of years and, you know, we don't have to deal with him, what the fuck happened? Six points a game is what he averaged last year, seven. And he's about at the same number this year. Like, that's crazy. That is insane. The fact that you can go from like 17 points a game to six, six and a half, not even looking. Like, I really want to know. He's 27. Yeah. Uh, it's a shame. I mean, I do kind of. I, 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 I hate it that bad. But I do kind of feel bad for him. It's. 
there's something mentally wrong with him that he just I don't know if it's as he it always seemed to me that he was scared to fail and he like instead of putting himself out there and maybe missing some shots and doing this and that it winds up he kind of plays like a shell of himself and yeah. and just it, it's sad because it's he had so much potential and now he even looks slower and, and it, it, he's just he's a shell of himself it's it's unfortunate but that's kind of what happens when you uh get complacent and you say well I'm an all-star you know like I don't why do I need to work yeah. on this why do I need to work on that well this is what happens because you kind of stagnate you hit you plateau you hit you hit the roof and you're like they're like, hey man, you can't really go much much farther with the game that you have right now. You're just a big guy who passes the ball and doesn't really play defense as well as you used to. So, yeah. Uh, also, his first three years compared to his last three years, such a just stark contrast. I mean, his free throw percentage would get better. Now it's just it plummeted. He's at one of four this year for a good twenty five percent. Last year he was in the forties. That's that's bad, man. That's like you know hack hack a Ben type uh type shit so that sucks and uh i actually feel bad like you said i uh i, I mean when, he, when we got him dude he was awesome like that that those first couple years he like you said those first three years even that fourth year where i mean he was an all-star three-time all-star he was averaging like you know above 15 points a game for the most part you know almost like eight assists you know eight boards he, he was that that's a guy you can win with well you know yeah. on just stat lines but when you realize what he kind, you know what he really was, it's just, yeah, it just got so bad after that. He ne- he never like, and then he comes back like the, he. I don't know if this back injury was legit that he you know claimed to have when he was holding out and everything, but he's not been the same player ever since. He comes, he goes to Brooklyn, and he has just been a like everything is down numbers wise. He's finally re- rebounding the ball again, but he's got ten yeah. boards a game this year, which. You know, I guess if Pretty you're not going to score, you might as well fucking do something. But yeah, and they don't have anybody else over there with like legit size besides Nick Claxton. It's just kind of Cam Thomas, you know, scoring like 50 a game at this point, which is crazy. That's the only good thing for him. I mean, he's not stealing the ball either. He's got 0.5 steals this year. He, there was yeah, a not really there was a year where he what defense. led the league in steals. I'm pretty sure here. So uh, yeah, I uh, it sucks honestly because it happened so quick, and he it was and is not maybe not is maybe not is but was such a you know, great talent, even without the ability to shoot the ball and put the ball in the basket uh, at a high clip, he was still polarizing. Um, kind of crazy, but yeah, whatever. It I seemed like a lot of the off-the-court stuff started to uh, yeah. s- like leak into his basketball life, whether it be with his, you know, his dating Kendall Jenner, uh, you yeah. know his other girl his that family, he was with, all his being family, in yeah, his sister. There was some drama with that, fucking, yeah, which you know herself. she was getting like a like there was some sort of alleged sexual assault between his brother and his sister. There was like a stepbrother or something. There was a lot of just yeah shit that was going on that I'm sure probably fucked him up. And it's yeah. a, it's and I think his whole life he's been a you know protege. He's been the, he's, he's been, been this and that. Uh, and his dad was a basketball player, so I'm sure he, you know, was like, "Oh, you're gonna do this." You're... So I don't know. I don't want to make excuses for him. Like Joe Embiid's family uh, has been, you know, in shambles. His brother yeah, died. He's had some everybody shit everybody going in the league has had something happen. But all in all, I still do feel bad. Uh, I want to switch real quick. Sure, we can uh, kind of put a pin in the NBA talk. Who's your rookie of the year so far this year? And have you, how have you been impressed with 
Wemby and Chet and B. Miller and the Thompson brothers. What, what is your uh, overall? I don't know. I there? mean, Wemby, it's kind of so early on to really uh, – you know, make that determination. Chet has been awesome. I I, I knew Chet was going to be was going to have a good year just because it, it always gives you that uh, advantage to have that year to kind of sit there on the bench and watch a little bit, and you know be you know although he was hurt, he was probably healthy by the time the season was done. So he had a full off season to train and work out with the team and everything. So uh, I, I I thought from the beginning of the season that Chet was going to give. Uh, Wemby a run for his money, but Wemby, uh, what what was it? One of his recent games, he had thirty eight, like thirty eight yeah. ten, and and if you watch that guy play, he's unbelievable, man. He really is. He he pretty much erased the Phoenix Suns comeback all by himself. Yeah, he just started hitting pull up pull up threes. I'm like, oh my god, he did this like up and under, except he didn't go under. It was weird. It was he just like <laughs> watching him like lay the ball up. He's so good around the rim for beans. I know he's he's right there, but at the rim, but like. His touch, he's he's very you know gentle around the rim. He's not clunky. He's not barreling over people and tripping over his own feet. He has very good footwork and just um, just very good composure. And honestly, Chet Chet is getting you know you put him in the middle of the floor, he's gonna get like three steals and four blocks a game. It's yeah, it's crazy. So long. Uh, and also, he's on OKC, who uh, you know let's just say their roster is a little bit better than the Spurs. The Spurs team, other than De- Devin Vassell, is uh, yeah. bad. Kelton bad, Johnson. very bad. Kel- okay, yeah, yeah. Kelton Johnson is uh, their go-to. Also, Popovich, uh, I-, I could see his end-of-the-game lineups. You can tell by his age what he's throwing out there sometimes. So Jesus. Uh, they they need to work on some things over there in San Antonio. Hopefully a big star wants to play with Wemby. I don't see why he wouldn't. Uh, you know, hopefully not Harden, but somebody. Um, and, yeah, Osar Thompson on the Pistons. Awesome. Might have, might have one of the most broke jumpers ever, but – he is. He's. He's a. He's very fun to watch. He's kind of like what people expected or thought Michael Kidd Gilchrist was going to be, right? Somebody who probably can't shoot ever or score consistently, but man, he is a lockdown defender, a crazy, crazy athlete, good passer. Uh, so he's he's pretty fun to watch. His brother is a pretty good shooter himself. So uh, Derek Lively has pretty, played well. Uh, Marcus Sasser in Detroit in the limited yeah. minutes he's getting. Um, Scoot Henderson, not so much. He is. Uh, he struggled. That's for sure, but well, that I team think is anybody who really knew like <laughs> he was going to struggle off the off the rep. He yeah. didn't really have it. He's not exactly a I don't know, not ready. Uh, st- I don't want to say st- skilled, but he it is just the just finesse. He doesn't really exactly not exactly a finesse player, I should say. Uh, yeah. He was more of just Very a fair. dominant athlete who was going to kind of they were trying to compare him to Russell Westbrook, but Russell Westbrook was a good basketball player. Yeah, I, I don't. Never really saw the hype with Scoot Henderson yet, yet like right away. I think he will be a good player in you know maybe two three years, but so there's going to be some growing pains up there in Portland. Portland's uh, in in a rough spot, but you know there's a lot of guys who you know. Cade Cunningham, he's had a good year. The Pistons are going to be good in in, uh, in in the future. There's I remember those days and we would be you know be looking at all the young players around the league and we had a lot of those young players and we were like, yo, we're going to be real good one day. You know, we have Markel Fultz and Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Oh, I always man. like to bring up the good, the glory What's days. Once was. I'll never forget how excited I was when they drafted Markel Fultz, man. I, it was, what a, what a day. But, and that ended quickly. It ended quickly. You know, that goddamn bike, that goddamn medicine ball, that, that fucking, all that shit that just added up. Terrible. But, 
Uh, yeah, the NBA has been awesome this year so far. There's a lot of young talent. And there's a lot of excitement kind of uh, circulating. But we got a little bit. We got a little bit to talk about here with uh, the old Phils and just the MLB hot stove in general. Phils declined to give Reese Hoskins a qualifying offer. Not surprising. One year, hey, I think uh, twenty million plus uh, for to to you know kind of just get. I believe what if he signs somewhere else, you get a pick for him or something like that, or a compensatory yeah. pick. Uh, but he might just accept that deal, and you have to pay Reese Hoskins twenty million dollars, and you probably don't have a spot for him. So uh, <laughs> the reports are now. I mean, uh, you know, take this for what it's worth, but uh, people like Howard Eskin <laughs> are saying that Aaron Nola is not going to be coming back for with the Phillies, and I don't really think that's any any sort of inside information. I just think that it's kind of using your brain and realizing that somebody's going to come out here and sign him to something insane that we're not going to be comfortable with. Because, obviously, uh, I, I don't really even know what the number would be. I mean, you're talking about a guy who had a 446 ERA this year. He, Although he's always healthy and he's been very consistent and solid, seven years, $210 million was one of the contracts that I saw out there. I'm not, I don't, I'm not comfortable with that. I don't want him if yeah, that's, that's how lot. much it's going to be. That's a lot of money, and I just don't feel – I don't feel comfortable – was shelling that money out for him. So, and let me just say right now, the other option would be Blake Snell. I don't feel comfortable shelling out a lot of money for him either. Uh, I don't. Yeah, and he just he just got the QO. I don't think he'll take it, but maybe he does. I don't know why you would want to stay in in San Diego right now. They're a gar- cesspool, garbage dump. But maybe they can't even pay their bills. They couldn't even pay payroll. Yeah. They were they were literally <laughs> taking loans out with from other you know from banks and things of that nature too. Big Saudi money. I'm yeah, sorry. well, there you go. That's it's a lot of people are using Saudi money these days. Blake uh, Snell and Tyson Fury are getting in there. Wow. Uh, how about uh, Yamamoto? Yama, uh, y- Yoshinobu Yamamoto, I believe, is the gentleman's name. Uh, yeah. He seems like one of the the wild card of possible pitchers that could be available. You know, the Yankees are going to be involved. Your Dodgers will be involved. It'll that'll you know he's only 25 years old. I just saw in his last game he threw 137 pitches, went nine strong. It's crazy, absolutely insane. But I am that's the guy I would want. I, I yeah. the, the Phillies for as long as I've been alive and probably ever have never really had a big time Japanese prospect come from overseas to play here. And uh, there was a. Uh, was it what was the uh, Tanaka Tata, whatever the the dude's name Tanaka uh, Masahiro? Yeah, no, no, not Tanaka. Dice, the, Dice, Dice the dude that went to the fucking uh, Red Sox recently. I can't think. Of Dice K. No, 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 not not, not oh, him. I'm sorry, you said recently. Um, I can't remember his fucking name, but uh, but that guy, what well, he was a uh, uh, like a Bryce Harper fan. And everything, and he was a guy who wanted to come here, and we didn't have really have room for him. So, oh, Mas- Masataka Yoshida, Yoshida, God damn it, it's hard to remember Yoshida. all these names. But he's yeah. Listen, hey, listen, he he. That's a, I'm just saying, I would like to be one time get the guy that everybody is coveting, you know, around the league, and the 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 Japanese like super prospect. It seems like it it's worked out of recent, you know. The, I don't know. I don't know. But it always seems like we end up losing out to the big markets like the Dodgers and like the Yankees. But I guess let me hear your thoughts on just everything involving the kind of hot stove 
as I don't know if that we still use that term, but I still love the hot stove. But what are yeah, your thoughts on Mr. everything going on? Mr. Yamamoto, if you compare him to everybody else's, not everybody else, Kode Senga, Shohei Otani, Kenta Maeda, Masahiro Tanaka, Yu Darvish, their last season in uh, the NPB, if you want to call it that, uh, his numbers are better, pretty much. In all, his ERA was 1.16 this year. Um, insane. And I think he had two home runs given up in 171 innings, 26.7 strikeout rate, a 4.2 walk rate. Uh, pretty much... I guess his strikeouts are lower than Senga, Otani, and Darvish's, but that means he's striking guys out a lot still. His walk rate was lower than all of them except for Tanaka. Uh, his home runs are lower than all of them, and he was younger than most of them. So, yeah, I think um, I think that's somebody you will uh, you will shell out money to. You will take you will take whatever you can get from them. Also, all those guys in their first year uh, in the MLB after coming over were awesome. So I think you're, you're getting immediate impact from this guy. Um, I'm trying to see, you know, what kind of pitches he has and all that. Let's see if I can find this in a scouting report. Yeah. Um, fastball, curveball, changeup. He has a little bit of a cutter. I mean, his curveball and changeup looks like are complete out pitches. His fastball moves and his heart. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It looks like this guy is just ready to go. Uh, I guess he has like a split changeup. That's um you know pretty nasty and hard to hit, um, yeah. Sign him up, dude. Get him a Dodger blue. It seems like he's just a Dodger. Like that's just always the 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 thought. You know, my instincts was like Yankee or Dodger. It's uh, somehow yeah. he'll end up there because those are just the you know the the blue bloods of the uh, MLB, but. Uh, you know, Cody Bellinger, there's a, there's a couple guys that it's, I'll be curious to see where they go. I don't necessarily know if the Phillies are going to be involved in a lot of these guys. Like Otani, I mean, that's that's the big kind of shoe to drop here, and who knows where he's going to go. I, I know your Dodgers want him. I'm sure everybody would be interested in Shohei Otani, but... Giants, Mariners, yeah, Rangers, apparently. Anybody with money is going to go try to shell out some something for him, but, you know, the Cubs... Uh, I'm seeing the Cubs kind of want him too. So it depends how much money are you going to be willing to spend on Otani? I mean, how old is he? He is 29. 20, he's 29 years old right now. And he's not going to be able to pitch next year. You don't know how long his arm is going to hold up. But does that really matter when he's hitting 44 home runs a season, 95 RBIs? He's batting 304 last year. His career no, average is two seventy four. It's you know, it, God. I I will say it matters when you're looking at the money. Like if he's still if he's still commanding or asking for four hundred five hundred million, then you have to worry about well if he's never going to pitch. Like, do we give him that? You know, do yeah. we do we try to get the number down to three hundred something? It'll probably be in the three three fifty four hundred range no matter what. But yeah, very important questions to ask. I mean, you know, if the Dodgers get Otani, does that mean? Uh, the Phillies can move their focus to Clayton Kershaw. I don't know. No, thank you. We need to get a pitcher who's not 100 years old. That's, <laughs> I mean, I would get him as like a fourth starter, but you saw he kind of broke down towards the end of the season yeah, for did. you guys. So yeah, we need did. guys uh, who Sonny are going to be there at the end of the year. It's probably your best bet. I think uh, John Morosi said the Phillies are among teams with interest in Sonny Gray. Um, I guess, you know, he'd be uh, – I feel like they probably want to keep Nola and, and you know see what they can work out contract wise, but 
I think the Cardinals are going to be heavy on Nola. I think other teams are going to be very desperate and want Aaron Nola. That's going to be their, you know, they just saw him in the playoffs pitching well, this and that. So a team like the Cardinals seems like they could overpay for him, but then they'll probably leave them right, right there with Sonny Gray. I guess there's a natural connection, right? Uh, the Philadelphia pitching coach, Caleb Cotham, 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 yeah, right? Cotham. Yep. He worked with Sonny Gray in Cincinnati and they were also college teammates at Vanderbilt. So, um, yeah, I think that could probably, uh, could be a thing. That works out. I guess he was with the Yankees. Sonny Gray was while uh, he didn't pitch well there, but no. um, his best point, his best part of that 2017 season was with when Rob's Rob Thompson was the bench coach there. So yeah, there's definitely some connections with Sonny Gray. I think he played really well for the twins last year. And apparently they're trying to uh, reduce payroll for uh, whatever. That's not going to win you much in the MLB. If you're trying to reduce payroll, just ask the Yankees, honestly, ask the Dodgers too. Cause in the last couple of years, They've reduced payroll, and you know who just won it all? Uh, the Texas Rangers have been shelling out money to everybody. So uh, maybe more money means more success. I'm I'm just an idiot. What do I know? But and their best, <laughs> their literally best like pe- player pitcher didn't even play, and he was you know yeah. hundreds of millions so, of dollars. So lot- Gray got a qualifying offer from Minnesota, but I think that's probably the that's the top choice I would say for Philly. I don't know what you would give him because he's 34, but. Um, yeah, I, I guess Chris Bassett also might be a free agent too. But regardless, Sonny Gray is the guy to go for if you do not keep Aaron Nola. Maybe you can get him for less. Maybe he's better. I don't know. I don't know. But I think that's probably the the, the guy they're swinging hard for. But so, Yamamoto would also be. Let me give choice. you a, a few just so we go through here. There's a, predictions and stuff like that on here to see where they're going to go. Uh, everybody here on MLB Trade Rumors thinks that Shohei Otani is going to end up with the Dodgers. So that's that's a good sign for you. But Ty, do you feel we'll comfortable with a twelve year five hundred and twenty eight million dollar contract? Does that does that call give you a little bit of pause or you know, a little bit of pause for concern here? Uh I mean that's 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 insane. You know, that's that's you know, half a billion more than half a billion dollars is crazy, but uh one, not my money. Two, it's LA where you guys just absolutely shit money and the, the ownership is I mean, you know, Magic Johnson and everybody else that has boatloads of money. So, yeah, I don't care. Do do whatever it takes to get him. Uh, but that is definitely uh, – that's crazy. That's great. It's, it's you know, shattering. Money, that's, that's, you know, uh, sports history right there with probably the biggest contract ever. Uh, I guess that may, maybe some some soccer deals are more. But I don't know, man. That's that's a lot. And, you, you know, 12 years is also a lot. You're, you're pretty much banking on, on him pitching – at least at some point for a, a long period of time. Um, so, yeah, I mean, listen, he's got a rewrite history. He should have came to L.A. the first time. I mean, L.A., not Anaheim. Um, but he didn't. He didn't, he, didn't want to, he didn't want to play in Hollywood. He didn't want to, he wanted to play for a more low-key place, and that didn't work out for him. So you should – him and Mike Trout have to rewrite history. Uh, I guess it's a little too late for Mike Trout to come to Philly, but um, – well, I guess if, if they were going to trade him, I don't think they will. I don't really. Yeah, prob- unless he really they, started like pushing for it, then I don't think it would ever happen. Yeah, yeah. which he, probably he won't. Which he won't. And if they wait, co- yeah, sorry. If they wait anymore, his, his trade value is probably cooked. So, yeah, if I were them, I would trade him immediately. As much as like, yeah, they're just, so bad. They yeah. are so. I mean, they traded for guys at the deadline and then like released them yep. once they knew their season was over. Like, what the fuck? Like, you guys clearly don't know what you're doing. So, uh. Uh, another one, Cody Bellinger. 
12 years, $264 million, and they're predicting either the Yankees or Giants here. This is three different guys giving their yeah, predictions. That's but fucking wild. So That is a um, lot of money, too. I'm um, good. I'm good on giving him that after, you know, he won MVP, and then he changed his swing and ruined his shoulder, uh, and then he bounced back last year. He was very good, but I don't know if you're going to get that every year from him. He's very inconsistent. Um, yeah. I do miss him in L.A., though. I miss The most the guy I miss most is Corey Seager. I really wish... We could have given that money, but his, his his girl wanted to go to Texas. So, just like Trey Turner's girl wanted to go to the East Coast. What are you gonna do? Yoshinobu Yamamoto, nine years, two hundred and twenty-five million dollars to the, either the Giants these or are, Yankees. I would. These are absolutely insane numbers, but I would give. I feel that. like these numbers are inflated a little bit. Uh, maybe if you drop a year or two and drop like thirty million. Either way, yeah, I think he's going to get a lot of money. Man, that's a lot of money. <laughs> I guess we have to wait for the market to really set itself, right? Nobody's really signed at all, or nothing's happening. So. Uh, yeah, I'm giving him that. He's 25. You give him nine years. Yeah, absolutely. And then you can buy, and then you might even get a more a couple more years out of him. You Darvish has had a little bit of success in the tail end of his career. Same with uh, my guy Kenta Maeda. So yeah, d- send it, send it. Uh, and if you really the, think about the the number value for that, it's like a little bit over 20 million a year. So it's like you're. Yeah. If I were him, up. I wouldn't want to sign a nine year deal. I would kind of want something in the five year. Five. You know, just to do something a little bit smaller, so maybe I could cash out when I'm 30 and go do this again, right. and maybe double down on whatever money I'm going to make. But the Alex Rodriguez, uh, yeah, the meth sample. Uh, how about Blake Snell? Seven years, 200 million dollars to either the Phillies, Red Sox, or Dodgers. No, thank you. No, I'm uh, good. Yeah, maybe I'm five, a- 150, but that's crazy. Aaron Nola, six years, 150. Now that, that's not as bad. That's not bad, and there are everyone's saying the Cardinals. Uh, it seems yeah. like that is the that that has been the place I've heard even here in Philadelphia is a kind of a destination for him. Uh, I don't know if he has connections there or what the deal is, but yeah, I don't know either. I should should try to dig on that, but it seems like that's who St. Louis is trying to get after they traded Jordan Montgomery and he became a very good player. I think they want to they want to get somebody because I think Jack Flaherty he's good, but I think he's starting to you know he's had some shoulder issues, so I think they probably do want a front of the line guy to at least pair with Flaherty, but I, I really hope he doesn't go there because I hate the Cardinals. So do I. Uh, how about Jordan Montgomery? Six years, $150 million. I'll only do a few more of these, but I'm just, I, I, I honestly yeah. love this shit. This, I, this is like, these are pretty cool. Uh, these are pretty good. Rangers, Mets, Giants are the three places that I don't know how to feel about him. He kind of is like a, could be a flash in the pan, could not be. You don't know. Yeah. So. He struggled uh, in New York, but was great in Texas, so. How about this? Matt Chapman? Uh, one of the guys predicts the Phillies. I, I don't know oh, wow. how that would work, but uh, six years, $150 million. I, I don't know, man. He's had a couple bad years. I mean, 2021, he hit 210, I think. So I, I don't really know what to think about him. I think we have enough of those guys who are just home run mashers, but uh, you know, what are you, you going to do? I, would, I like him at third because I think they need a stable third baseman. And he's a great fielder, and that gives you the ability maybe to keep bomb at first or DH or you know it, it seems like the Reese Hoskins era is over, right? So I think maybe they're going to try to put bomb at first, uh, something like that. I think so Harper might line up playing first. Yeah, his, his arm's not going to be. Uh, he's I, he good. No, I think it's just more of a like longevity thing. That if you're going to have this guy be you know, the cornerstone of your franchise, I don't really think you want him running around out there in the outfield. And, you know, you can get other guys to kind of 
play that role. I don't know. It, it seems like he liked playing first base this season, and he was pretty good at it. I guess it, it would, you know, you could. It, it, the only bad thing about that is that it eats up one of your DH spots because either him, Castellanos, yeah. or Schwarber have to DH then because he can't play center field. So I, I, it just that kind of hamstrings you a little bit with that. But uh, Josh Hader. Six years, $110 million, which is a wild contract for a reliever. But He seems like a Ranger. Yeah, and it's that's all three are Rangers. That's exactly who they predicted. So I would love him as a Phillies uh, guy. Uh, that would be one of my ideal uh, – I, I want Yamamoto and Hayter. Those are my two like on my wish list of players. Do you co-sign Hayter's all tweets? None at all. No, he, he had a rough little run there with uh, a couple tweets. Yeah, but, then, he, then he got a standing ovation. Yeah, so which was, is pretty wild. But now my dog's gonna start barking at the very end of the pod. But we're almost done anyway. I, I didn't hear him. No, so. she she will. You will. Don't worry. She's gonna get worked up. Her. Sorry. So, Sony. Yeah, who cares? Uh, she might. I don't know if you're misgendering. I don't know. That's a whole other thing. So, Sonny Gray, four years, ninety million. Braves, Dodgers, Tigers. Uh, again, we kind of discussed that. No this will be the last one that I'll do. Is uh, who is uh, Shota Amanga? Amanga. He's another Among Japanese gentleman. I actually have no idea. Five years, John... $85 million. So he's... Oh. Cash he's, in, baby. He's a lefty. Uh, I believe he pitched in the World Baseball Classic. I think that's what it says on here. But uh, So he's working in the 94 to 96 range. Uh, kind of basically a Kodai Senga. Uh, and also another guy I'm interested in is Eduardo Rodriguez. Four years, $82 million. That could be something. That seems like a Taiwan Walker-esque signing that I could... Get behind. T. Oscar Hernandez, four years, $80 million. That's like of the Schwarber uh, build. It's exactly the Also, I love how Erod denied. He, he waived his no-trade clause. He didn't want to go to the Dodgers because he wanted to stay in Detroit, and then he opted out of his Detroit contract. So not sure what we're doing there, Erod. He's trying to cash out. But that's pretty much of the guys that I really care about. Uh, you know, your boy Jung-Ho Lee is going to get five years, $50, $50 million, apparently. So Let's go, Jung. Turn me up. Uh yeah, you Jorge Soler three years forty five, and then it kind of just drops off. I, I I think these guys, you know, who cares? Luke, Lucas Giolito, keep him far away from my franchise. Yeah, uh, Marcus Stroman, two years forty four million. Now that would be, I mean, that's you know he he had a pretty good year this year, so I, I wouldn't mind getting somebody like him if that's what we were going to go on the cheaper route. Which uh, that's not the end yeah. of the world. If you lose out on all these other guys. Then why not? Uh, J.D. Martinez is a free agent. Doesn't look like he's going back to yeah. uh, L.A. So there's a lot. That, that's baseball has like the that's best free agency, money, I would say, uh, of all the different yeah. uh, sports. And NBA NFL, sometimes. Yeah, NBA sometimes when there's like a big name out there, like big when, moves, right. when the KDs and the LeBrons were free agents, that shit was awesome. But yeah, and NFL has a, a good one. It just depends. It's all depending on the names. It seems like MLB always has like. A couple big names that you can get excited about each year. Yeah. So there you go, Ty. That's we 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 put in some work today. We got yeah two we two pods. We'll have another one coming out tomorrow. Hopefully, uh, we will meet him. Me and Ty have to discuss a little bit of schedule. Three Pete, if you will. Hopefully a three three Pete. Uh, so there is that. My name is Matt McSweeney. I'm Ty Capone. Uh, and this has been the Hot Take Hot Box. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, make sure. You turn off the fans and lights when you leave a room because you don't want to waste electricity like that. Electricity is expensive. <laughs>